0: Entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like most of us entrepreneurs, increasing your profitability is always on your mind. And you're probably looking for ways to grow the revenue while growing your company. Well, you've found the podcast that shares ideas to help you do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, And plans for a future exit. Building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall when it's time to let go. And I love to share the strategies that I've learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have some exciting news. Uh, I've got my second book out there and it's called The Profit Accelerator. And I'm looking for a few business owners to interview about how my book's 12 strategies would impact your industry. Go download my book for free and let me know if you'd like to be interviewed. It is available only for the next few weeks while I'm interviewing business owners. I am confident that these strategies can help any business to increase their revenue, profit, and the value of the company without having to pay for advertising or marketing, or at least additional advertising or marketing. Go pick up your copy at trajectoryprofits.com forward slash book dash download. All right, listeners, I am excited to have my new neighbor and friend, Ryan Forlan, uh, as our guest today. Ryan is a high energy speaker, author, and consultant who teaches entrepreneurs and executives how to grow their influence. He believes in the simplicity of messaging and of simply being you. Recognized for his expertise when it comes to marketing people, which is most commonly known as personal branding, his clients include the New York Best Selling Times authors, capital or Venture Capitalists, and Fortune 500 executives. In his book, Ditch the Act, published by McGraw and Hill, Ryan shares the art of being perfectly imperfect. Ryan is a four-time TEDx speaker and has been featured in Forbes, Fortune, Inc, entrepreneur, and more. For fun, he sells, draws stick figures, and wraps. Maybe we can get some downbeat here and get Ryan to go. Welcome, Ryan, to Profit oh, it's with great. a Plan podcast.
1: It's great to be here. You know, if you don't have a plan, you're likely not going to get your profit. So I like that you're helping people figure that out because as an entrepreneur, you can do a lot of things, and I believe that for the most part, people are smart enough to know what to do i think the trick comes when you learn to do the right things in the right order and when you do that things actually line up so if you're out there not getting the results that you need it's not necessarily that you're doing the wrong things my guess is that you're doing the right things in the wrong order and i feel that's empowering because nobody wants to be told they're doing anything wrong i mean they're investing their their blood sweat and tears into their business but when you dissect what you're doing and when you're doing it and in what order you're doing it, I think that's where the magic comes alive and the profit starts to pile in.
0: Whew, singing my song. And I love it. Love it. All right, Ryan. So Ryan, uh, listeners, is is right down the street from me. It's so funny. Um, we were we were introduced through um through somebody else, and then we're talking, and I'm like, Ryan, where are you from? And he's like, right down the road. Not only that, he leads the Entrepreneurial Department for University of Irvine, which is literally five minutes away. So, Ryan, how in the world did you get involved with UCI and teaching entrepreneurs?
1: Well, the first thing I did was cut my teeth to become an entrepreneur. And I cut my teeth so bad that uh, I was able to have a, a pretty broad scope of experience to come back and share what I did in what order to help students understand the order, what to do and what not to do. <laughs> my, my first entrepreneurial journey was actually on a ladder with a staple gun, uh, hanging Christmas lights where my neighbor, Mrs. Kawaguchi asked me in her cute little old voice, Ryan, I need your help. And I'll never forget it. I was like, what? Oh, it's Mrs. Kawaguchi. I was like, I'm I'm busy at the moment, Mrs. Kawaguchi. And she's like, I know I need help with my Christmas lights. And at that moment, I thought to myself, it'll be 20 bucks an hour. I don't know how I just just threw it out there. And this is big money back in the day when I was in sixth grade. And she just went, OK, start tomorrow.
0: And I made <laughs> close
1: to $400 that weekend. And as a sixth grader, that was that was big time cashola. So that really helped me to think differently about how I invested my time. And so I put up Christmas lights for middle school, high school, even in college, and was able to not have to have your traditional JOB. It kind of got me on a spark. I became passionate about communication and ended up with a business degree and a dramatic arts degree out of UC Santa Barbara, Go Gauchos. And I had a number of big successes and a number of bigger losses. And I was excited to get on campus uh, eventually. I always knew I'd be a professor of sorts. I just didn't think it would be this early. And I'm uh, I also teach at Cal State Fullerton and I just love the energy on a college campus because it reminds you, and you saw this the other night at the event, it reminds you how the same space can be filled with somebody who's meh, 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 or with just like crazy energy and excitement and, the, and like the the pie in the sky attitude. So I think I feed off of that energy of early risk takers and I help to encourage them to learn how to fish. So it's an interesting full circle for me to come back at the university. And I remember in Santa Barbara, my favorite professors, the people I love to interact with were those who actually weren't from academia. They went out into the world and then they found their success and then they came back and they're like, you know, the book says this, but here's what I found. And so <laughs> it's fun circle, it's fun full circle for me to do that. So I, I ended up exactly where I wanna be, which is really helping to inspire people to one, believe in themselves, and two, give them the tools to help other people believe in them. And if you do that, whether you're in college or whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or whether in your golden years, that's a magic combo that when you do that right, um, profit will follow.
0: I love it. I love it. And and I remember one of, the, one of the students had mentioned, you know, I came with this like fantastic idea and you said, let's go with it. And he goes, well, how do I do it? He goes, well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, which is big. (laughs) Oh, I love that because that is business. That is the real reason that that people survive in business is because they figure it out. Yeah, I'll add to that
1: though. I'll add to that. They figure out how to essentially influence at the end of the day. And I think we forget that business negotiations... (laughs) transactions it all has to do with influence and right. i think i think because of the this the current state of affairs with influencers being this buzzword and us associating them with large accounts and social media and sort of you know shelling products and things like that i think that we've gotten away from the core and the importance of that word and i'd love to just pull that thread for a little bit today to help people understand yeah. how influence is directly related to the profit they're able to bring in. And what's fun is that what we'll talk about has to do with not only, you know, influencing clients, influencing, uh, gathering talent, influencing partnerships, but also influencing what Netflix you're going to binge watch or, or, or influence on what you're going to eat for dinner. And when you really dissect it, our life is full of a number of choices. And when you learn how to work with people to make, the choices feel like it's what everybody wants then you can secretly give people what they want while still getting what you want and it really it really becomes like uh, it becomes sort of a ninja powerful force that you can feel genuine and ethical about because the whole thing is transparent when it's done properly
0: i love it i love it that was my next question was You know, how did the influence come in? But, you know, you you made a point here. And I don't think people realize it. Influencing people is sales. And people, a lot of folks, they don't like sales. They feel it's icky and it's uncomfortable. But if it's done authentically and in the right direction, it's not really sales, it's influencing, correct? Absolutely. It's, It's getting them to whether you're debating a a topic on tv or the sports you like or or whatever it is you're still influencing it's the same thing and it's a powerful tool or awareness and skill set that you have inside a business to become more profitable so ryan i'd love to come in and and dig into some of the things that we can do as business owners to be better at influencing
1: well, let's start with the definition. That's always a good place Perfect. to start. What, what is your definition of influence? And I'm going to say this as a caveat. I'm not setting you up for failure. And if anybody's <laughs> listening, you can answer the same question. Spoiler alert, I'm going to say yes. But I'm going to say yes and because but, I think influence <laughs> has a lot of different shapes and sizes and colors and feels and vibes. But just the uh, just the process of trying to define something helps you to understand where you're at with it. So how would you describe influence?
0: So when I think of influence, I think of a sharing of what my beliefs or thoughts are and engaging with the other person and being open. So it's kind of like communication and being open to what their views and thoughts are and trying to merge them or get someone to agree, I guess, with, with what I believe.
1: I like it, and the I like to think of it as the art of persuasion, and any type of art has different movement and flow and texture and mediums, and there's two things that I'll pull out to the core definition that that I really like. One is that to truly influence somebody, you have to change the way that they think. You fundamentally have to change the way they think as a key component, and you did. You you mentioned this idea of like you have to get them to see where you're coming from, and this is an idea of changing the way that they think. The second component is getting them to take action. And that's Mm. just as equally or important of a part. And I'll give you the two scenarios that I think really highlights it. Because if you don't have both parts, it's not truly influence. Mm -hmm. So let's say that we're talking about recycling and you see me with a Diet Coke and you're like, hey, Ryan, you should recycle that. I'm like, okay. And now we have a conversation around it. And you try to change the way that I think about why I should take the effort to recycle. And then you might even be like, well there's a recycling right there you when you're done with it you can put it in there's a way to take action so if i'm in front of you and i'm like yeah that all sounds great and i throw it in the trash i throw it in the recycle bin but then the next time you're not there i'm like i just throw in the trash i don't think about it because you didn't fundamentally change the way that that i think but if you do fundamentally change the way that i think and then i don't take action it's not truly influence or if i take action once but it's not a sustainable thing, you know. You may get me to say yes now, but like it doesn't last because you haven't changed the way that I think. And so, if we look at those two elements, you know, you can spin whatever it is that you're trying to sell or push or, or 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 influence somebody to do. But if you focus on getting them to change the way that they think, or acknowledging that you're on the same page about thinking a certain way, and then giving them action, uh, something that they can do, or or some guidance then that truly I think is influence. And I find sometimes people do one part or the other, but not always both. And so you wonder why you don't get close the deal when you're like, they were right there. Maybe you (laughs) forgot to give them that call to action or ask for the money or or close the deal because that's sometimes the the fearful part. So those are two elements I think work well together to create a full package of influence.
0: I love that. And I like the fact that you you can't have one without the other and succeed. You have to have both. And and a lot of people, they forget that. They forget that there's two parts to it and you need to complete two parts. So when we're influencing people, is there a proper way of doing it? Should I be in their face and demand that they know my way and I'm the right one and this person is correct? Or is there a gentler way of doing it to persuade them? to come over to my side of the table.
1: I'll answer with a different option. Option option C, uh, which which is gonna be whatever is authentic to you is probably the right Mm -hmm. move. And so some people are authentically like they're closers and they're just like they're aggressive and that's that's why people love them. And there might be You need to be
0: in this car today, Mr. (laughs) Smith.
1: Leave me at the back of the table. No, but (laughs) or there's somebody who might be sort of a gentle, softer this is what I think and here's if you want to take action, you can. So I would say whatever feels authentic to you. And I really think people have all that they need already. And so if you feel like you're stretching out and trying to do something that doesn't feel authentic, Mm. I think that's a a sign that maybe that's not the best way to approach it. Because think above all else, people will sniff out like what's really going on behind the scenes. And I, what what
0: about, um, what about all those opportunities, not to change your thought here, but what about all those other opportunities of, you know, uh, disk and bank and you know understanding the other person and mirroring the other person is that not acceptable
1: oh for if we're, if we're zooming out to communication in general then the, like we're talking about know your audience and if if you're talking with somebody who's super quiet and soft-spoken and their mannerisms are mellow you're not going to be like in their face yelling at them right so yeah. so the so when I say whatever makes you feel authentic, it's it's sort of with the base understanding that you're having best practices in communication. Um, okay. And we could talk for a few hours about that, but we're just going <laughs> kind of going high, high level here. I think to your point, it's also important to say and, and distinguish the sort of thread between influence, manipulation, and inspiration. Those are three Ooh. levels on a scale. So imagine that your influence is right in the middle. That's like sort of what you're shooting for. But if you have malicious intent behind it, or you're trying to, you're you're being disingenuous, or you're selling a product that maybe doesn't have the features that you have, or you're selling Mm -hmm. them into a loan that may not be the best loan, then that becomes, I believe, manipulation. Okay. Now, on the other side of the fence, if you help somebody to see that maybe this product or this service is something that that really could help them out. You change the way they think and you give them a chance to take action. That can be inspiring. You can inspire somebody to watch a documentary. You can inspire somebody to to buy your product. And and that's where there's this really like genuinely you're trying to bring benefit and value to them. So I think on that sliding scale, truly influences where, you know, if there's a barometer, you don't want to manipulate people. And you don't, I mean, you want to essentially inspire people. So I think that that's always a good barometer to sort of go on. And that's when it just comes down to you should be selling products that you believe in. And you should be selling products that add value to people's lives, you know, as a caveat. We're not, there there are so many ways to deceive people, manipulate and to hide the truth and the facts. And so that's that's a whole different type of selling. We're talking about right influencing from a, a generic or a a real genuine way. And one thing I like to do with concepts that are very like, you know, woohoo is to break them into (laughs) their little parts. Okay. And so if we were just to talk about influence, it's very hard to do because it's very high level and people think you either, you know, it's one chunk. We're talking about influencing them or not. They close the deal or not, but I've actually broken down. uh, And I'm sure you can continue to break down, but there are 11 different types of influence that you can divide it up into. And what's powerful about breaking things into the little parts is that you can mix and match them in multiple sizes. So okay. if we do a, a little a little thought experiment here, so we'll just look at three of these 11 right now, and I'll sort of okay. prove a point. Let's not even talk about influence. Let's talk about three things. If I have car keys, a pair of glasses, and a pen, if I have three things, okay. just three individual things, how many unique linear combinations can I make? So right now I have a pen, glasses, and car key. I can switch them and now go car key, pen, glasses. Nine. It's actually six. I thought it was nine for a long time too. You'd, okay. You'd think. So there's six different ways that you okay. can arrange three items. If okay. You don't believe me? Take take three items on your desk and find <laughs> three ways. Mathematically, there's an equation for this, and it's called a factorial. Now, in mathematics, I, I liked it. I wasn't excited. But whenever I saw an exclamation point, I couldn't help but to be excited. And a factorial is identified in mathematics with an exclamation point. So I think oh. This is kind of cool. Now, I'm Factorials excited. Factorials are a way to determine how many unique linear combinations are with a set number. So if you have, if you have three items, it would be 3 times 2 times 1, which is 6. If you had four okay. items, you'd have four times three times two times one, and that would be 24. And then if you had five items, it would be more. And then six and seven and eight. Exponentially.
0: And eight.
1: So believe it or not, if you have 11 items, 11 factorial, we cannot do that in our head. It's like Good.
0: 39
1: million. 39 Good. million. If you From take 11? 11 times 10 times 9 times 8 times 7 times 6 times 5 times 4 times 3 times 2 times 1. It's 39 million. It it really jumps exponentially. So if you can think and follow this math, if I gave you three different slices of influence, Mm -hmm. you could use them in six different combinations. So you could approach the same type of sell or sale as like six different ways if you were empowered to have 11 different types of influence you could combine them in 39 million different ways and wow. so just from a thought experiment i hope people are thinking like wait a minute that's that's a lot of options and so if you if you look at influence as you influence them or not you're you're missing some real intricate sort of underlying mycelia if you were a mushroom. It's like all the stuff underground that you don't see. And so we'll we'll go through a little experiment here and I'll I'll, I'll sort of give some examples of these 11 and then maybe we can, and then you'll choose three and then I'll share with you how you can use those in a a variety of ways. So one of my favorite and most simple and powerful types of influence is rational influence. And if we look at um, at our situation when we met, and I found out you were in Irvine, and I needed a judge, I literally, I literally went like this. So it would totally make sense that you come be a judge. Like that seems rational, right? And and you said yes, and so that like that was just one slice. I didn't have to do much else. Um, there's also things like um, positional power. Okay, so let's say if you're trying to influence somebody. You might literally be in a position to say, this is something that that you need to do. Uh, let's say if, if you were my employee and I needed you to be a judge, I could be like, hey, can you, on the clock, I need you to go and judge. Like, it's still a, a matter of influence because it's a, it's a way to direct. Um, things like collaboration to where instead of just making a decision, you could gather opinions from people and help the entire group make a decision for themselves which okay you could still make that decision unilaterally but when you have collaboration as part of the influence then people work together to do it right ingratiation is one that's completely underutilized and that just means buttering people up by the way your your <laughs> earrings look great your necklace and are they matching or is it just that thank they're... you
0: yes beautiful <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the, the classical buttering people up right
0: Right. OK, and again, you, I'm you, seeing this. If you now. pull
1: that out as an individual and then let's say you meet somebody and you you're you're trying to influence them to become on their podcast, you might reach out to them via email and say, hey, you talk about business growth and 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 profit. It's totally makes sense that I'd be a great guest on your show. Rational reasoning, because that's what I talk about. And then maybe when we connect, maybe I sort of, I build you up and use ingratiation to say, you know, I just binged listened three of your episodes and I'm fascinated by it. I love that conversation with this. I love that conversation with that. And by the way, I've already ordered your book. You'd be like, wow, I'm just, you know, you're just, I'm stacking up these little, little elements of influence. There's another one, which is quid pro quo. And mm-hmm. this, when done legally, like if you're a politician, you have to understand that this might be an illegal type of influence. (laughs) But what if in that same conversation, I hadn't closed you yet? And I'd be like, well, you know, I've also got three podcasts. So how about this? If I'm on your podcast, then you can be on one of my podcasts. And let's say that that doesn't even work. Well, then (laughs) you can even use a personal appeal. A personal appeal is a legitimate slice of influence. And you'd be like, but you know, I mean, we were introduced through this mutual friend and I don't really pull this a lot, but just... I'm really trying to get some media before the end of the year as a personal favor. I mean, I'll go above and beyond. We can actually record tomorrow if you want, but do you think just this one time you could let me be on your show? And so there's a personal ask card that you can use. So there are 11 of these that I've identified and I teach and it helps you to approach influence in a strategic way. You literally can go, Hmm, maybe I'll start with some rational, then I'll go with some ingratiation I'll try quid pro quo and then maybe if that doesn't work, I can move on to a collaboration or maybe I can throw a little bit of pressure on there. And pressure would be following up consistently with an email every week until I get your attention. Wow. So it becomes a customized approach, like a Chinese menu of different slices of influence. And you can grab two or three or four or rearrange them and specifically execute them in a certain order. Because you can't do it all at once. I can't ask you, um, I I can't give you ingratiation and butter you up while I'm telling you it's rational, while also making a personal appeal, while using collaboration, or like you can't do it all at once. And so It has to be stacked. It has to be stacked or ordered. Like you can't have all three items at once. And that's what I think makes influence so nebulous. I think that Mm. naturally you might In a negotiation lean on a certain tactic but maybe you don't know that that's one slice of it so when i think that's it yeah i
0: think that people aren't putting the classifications in on it because as you were going through this trying to get on my podcast um uh influence with me i'm sitting there going okay people have done that to me people have done that to me people have done those three through four or five things to me and it's fantastic it's like oh and i know the listeners are sitting there going yeah, that's been done. I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. But they haven't put it in a in a manner that, that represents how it could impact through influence. And I think that's a really cool tool. So, okay, right. There's 11. How many did you share with me? Because I was off into a view there. Did you share like eight with me? Or did you share all 11? Because I was trying to take notes.
1: I didn't share 11. I didn't share 11. But okay. I was just kind of going off of the cuff. We talked about rational they're reasoning. fantastic. We talked about rational reasoning. We talked about ingratiation. We talked about legitimate authority. We talked about cooperation. We talked about pressure. We talked about a personal ask. And we talked about um, the, the sort of the quid pro quo.
0: And we talked about um, uh, collaboration.
1: Collaboration. And another one which which people don't recognize sometimes that they're doing is inspiration. You can actually like, like, come on, like, who's coming with me? Like, like, you can actually add a little bit of energy or inspiration to it. So, you know, you can sprinkle these things. It's like baking. It's, it's you know, you put all the ingredients. And if you put in certain things at certain times, but at a certain amount, you've got this like batter that you've put together. Then then you put it into the oven and then you let that cook. So sometimes influence happens over time because you can't just like, overwhelm people no but what I want what I want people to take away is you have 39 million options with just these 11 slices That's to approach something that gives you more than just one crack at it and if you look at influence as something that happens over time then you actually look at building genuine relationships and you're not trying to flash pan sale and you're trying to like you maybe, yes, you are buttering people up, but it's genuine because they really do like your background or they love the girl boss hashtag, <laughs> or they really do like your podcast. So all of these things can be done genuinely, but, but at the end of the day, we're talking about being strategic. Mm-hmm. And my, my favorite definition of strategy is that it, it is the why behind what you're doing. So being strategic is is having tactics and using tools and zooming out. And if you look at all of that, it's why you are doing it. And so if you look at strategic influence, stop and ask yourself before you make the phone call or make the ask or or start to pitch and be like, why am I trying to get on this podcast? Why am I going through this effort? Why is it that I should X, Y, Z? And then you can be like, okay, okay. Now I know why, so I'm gonna create a strategic approach. I'm not just gonna like do a cold call. I'm not just gonna go crazy with it. I'm gonna think through, okay, she has a podcast so I can ingratiate her around her content. Um, it looks like we are connected with these people. Maybe I can get a personal ask in there. Um, she's part of this larger team or this larger group. Maybe I can approach it that way. You know, Pressure something that I can sprinkle on top and I'll give myself six weeks to get on this podcast and follow up responsibly. Um, maybe when I talk with her, I'll make sure to bring a little bit of inspiration and bring energy to make sure that she gets a taste of what it's going to be like on the podcast. And you literally can sort of stitch together like a strategic influence plan. And the approach is going to be different for different people and, and different situations that you're trying to change the way that they think and give them a chance to take some action.
0: I love this, Ryan, because this can be used on every level of business. Oh my goodness. So my mind is blown, right? Good, good, it's good. Boom, there's sparks coming out of my ears because I can use this with customers. I can use this with employees. I can use this with a, a date. I can use this with, with a diet plan. I can use this with anything because it's a combination of 39 million different ways I can stack the tools that make relationships stick and what is what what do we all know about sales right people buy from people that they know like and trust and you can only know like and trust someone when a relationship has occurred and that's done through influence so talk about pulling a string all the way through life and business and everything we do this is fantastic
1: yeah and it's efficient so the thing is like if you can convince somebody with just rational reasoning that you should be on their podcast, then you don't have to use, you don't have to go out, you don't have to talk past the sale. I People talk past the sale all the time. It's like, like as, soon as, <laughs> as soon as you said you'd be a judge, I'm like, done, it, we're good. We'll get like, good. But maybe if it didn't get there, then I could like throw in a little inspiration over the fence or I could now sort of throw the personal appeal and throw the ingratiation on top. So you're being efficient with your strategic influence. And this can be done Online, offline, hybrid, because if you are if you are creating content that helps people get to know you, it's up to them if they like you or not, then again, that is what builds that foundation for trust. And, and you can't download trust. All of this happens over time. You earn trust over time. You you earn the ability to inspire people over time. You essentially can be someone who is influential And inspirational without being manipulative and being genuine to a strategic approach. So a lot of big buzzwords, but at the end of the day, (sighs) you have options. It's not just, there's no one magic pill. There's like 11 that you can concoct into a little magic cocktail.
0: Oh, I like that. Yes. <laughs> Speaking my language again. <laughs> love that. All right, Ryan, this has been fantastic. You've given, you've given us so many different ways of looking at the things that we need to do to increase our profitability and to grow our business and to just communicate better to influence people to come on our side. So where can listeners find out more about you and learn these love and influencing tactics?
1: Well, the first thing you have to do is remember my name, and my name is Ryan. And if you're listening, you don't see, but I have like a ginger mane on, you know, like a like a lion, like a Ryan Lion. So think Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Lion. That's my name is Ryan. And if you want to find me online, you simply go to Ryan.online. That's it. I'm the only Ryan.online out there. That's my website. If you want to uh to to get a taste of my energy and, and the type of sort of my style, you can go to Ryan.online forward slash free. And I've got a course there, uh, which is around how to come up with an idea that doesn't suck. And uh, (laughs) I share some of my insights. Spoiler alert. It's not about the idea. It's about the problem that you want to solve. And so people don't realize that they have plenty of ideas if they start with plenty of problems and narrow them down. And then the idea is a result of a way of solving that problem so i always want to inspire people to realize that they are entrepreneurs even if they don't have a business or an idea if you solve problems or if you're innovative or you try to come up with and you enjoy solutions then that'll all work so yeah i've got a i've got four tedx talks you can also consume out there i've got a a lot of articles media i write pretty regularly and i used to tweet a lot but I'm I'm not tweeting as much anymore. I'm just seeing what happens there. So you can get me and my stick figures um, online, definitely. Just ryan.online.
0: Love it. Well, listeners, it's time to go back to school, right? And Ryan is going to school you on running your business, getting some ideas, and most importantly, influence. Creating that influence that will give you the tools and success that you're looking for. So listeners, I hope you found a couple of ideas to put into your business to be more profitable. I know I was taking some serious notes and I'm going to have to rewatch this a couple times so I can pick up the rest of the notes. By the way, I'm going to go online at ryan.online and get more information as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, more than ever, it's important to focus on growing your business and its revenue. Don't forget to go download my book with 12 strategies that will dramatically increase your profit revenue and the value of your company without having to pay for additional advertising or marketing go pick up your copy at trajectoryprofits.com forward slash book dash download ryan and i would love to hear your challenges your feedback give us some questions tell us what you were thinking about when you heard those 11 ways to influence people and what are the skills that you lean towards hit us up. Tell us which one was, was most important to you. Um, we would love to hear it and we will reply in your uh, comments. So while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe uh, to today's podcast and you can always catch Profit With A Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. We're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Ryan.
1: You're welcome. And I noticed that you were putting some of those things into place. You had a personal appeal with a personal ask. You were very rational. If you want to grow profit with your business, rationally, here's 12 steps. So just listening, a lot of these little elements are bleeding out because you're trying to change the way people think. And you've just given them three or four different ways to take action. So proof's in the pudding. influences all around. Just when you slice it up into little bites, you actually can start to see it and decode it and use it to your advantage Not to manipulate, but to influence and inspire people to do what works for them and works for you.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Ryan.